My name is Axel Kreuzbergs and you're listening to Talking Schmidt. Just give it the old cars turn, All big dogs in. Schmitty! What do you think, Schmitty? 96 times, Schmitty. Talking Schmidt. He's so fucking busy. In my pants, lad. Rolodex is fucking big. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. I'm here for Greg Smith. Yeah! Okay, okay. Hello, hello, hello. We are back, and I am in Huntington Beach, California, at the Van Skate Park. They're about to let the girls skate the new version of the combi, which is reverse the original one. And I am in the mobile studio here, kids. We got the only girl to ever do the loop. She's probably getting sick of hearing that, but she probably isn't actually, because nobody can do it. That's insane. Anyway, here's Lizzie Armanto. Thanks, Schmitty. What's <laughs> up? Uh, just going this whole week. Been going. <laughs> you just won the combi contest. Talk about the lead up to that food poisoning, jet lag, like what was the week prior? So I've on what's it? Yeah, I was in Europe like for two weeks, two and a half weeks. And then on Sunday, I got food poisoning from just like a grocery store sandwich. And that put me out. Where was that? Italy? Yeah, I was in Milan. Uh The best place to eat ever. But don't suggest going to the grocery store (laughs) and getting a sandwich. Yeah. I didn't wash my hands though, and I usually I, I was like kind of like oh this is gross, but then I was like I'm running it, right? And then I got ruined. On Tuesday I got back from Italy, and was home for like one night, and then Wednesday morning went to Salt Lake for a Tony Hawk and Friends demo, uh-huh. and then I was, I was skating the vert ramp, and I was like oh I feel crazy this jet lag and i was like oh it's also the altitude the altitude's messing me up all right and it was messing up the other dudes too so yeah altitude's real so dealt with that and then on friday i got it friday morning i woke up early and then got into san diego and then went home and then went to combi and like (laughs) practice i saw you there and i like skated for like two hours Uh uh-huh and then was like I guess I'll see what tomorrow's like. Yeah. Because I'm like, in my head the whole time, I'm like, it's going to hit me. Yeah. Like the jet lag, something, I'm just going to be exhausted. But then I could kind of skate. I like, I don't know, I'm kind of confused on lines and stuff, but I don't know. On Saturday, I started skating and I was like, I guess I'm doing this. And then something happened. I was shocked, actually. Like when I skated qualifiers and i like made two of my like qualifying runs yeah that was like so uncharacteristic of my contest skating right i saw well i was there lately i was there filming it and your first run in the finals was the one that won the contest and i was filming it from above looking down and you did something you did and i was like because i had talked to you and you kind of were like I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just going to skate, whatever. Like, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out, like, what kind of lines, to, whatever. And as you're going, I was like, oh, she's on this one. And then you, you did the whole run, and it was sick. And I was like, damn, about three, I think there's four heats. So after the third heat, I'm like talking to Bucky Lassick. I'm like, hey, Bucky, who you think's got this? And he's like, I think Lizzie's got this. And then sure enough, boom. $28,000 later. <laughs> I was, yeah, I did not expect any of that. And the last thing I was thinking about was like trying to like do everything and like, I don't know. I mean, that it was all going to work out. Yeah. If that makes sense. How crazy is that 10 year old girl, Kokona? She's awesome. Oh my she God. She has like the most insane control, like board control. Like back nose grind every time. Yeah, and then on her front one, she just sits on them, like, so sick. Yeah. She's definitely, like, the highlight of the contest. Ten-year-old from uh, somewhere in Japan, and if you haven't heard or seen her, look her up, and you'll be blown away. I was on a plastic board probably on my knees at ten years old. (laughs) I was not looking at dropping in the combi, much less nose grinding it. 
That's amazing. She does them so proper. And then she does the nose blunts too. And then she'll like wiggle them in. Like she doesn't have to be like perfect on them. She'll like yeah. just make it work. Right. And then she kind of for a 10 year old has a little power. Like the front side air disaster is kind of like, whoa, that's kind of a power trick for a 10 year old. Yeah. She slaps them too. Yeah. So it's really cool seeing her skate. Um, let's talk about like when you grew up, you were in Santa Monica, born and raised or? Yep. For the most part, Santa Monica is the place I've lived the longest. So when I was in like fifth grade, we moved there. And before that, I changed elementary schools like almost every year or every other year. Where were you born? I was born in Simi Valley. Oh, okay. And so you, you were there for a year or two? I don't even remember living in Simi Valley. Uh-huh. I think my first vemor- uh, memories are in Van Nuys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I started going to school there. And then the next year, my mom took a job up in Washington for a year. So I went to Washington State. Whoa. And then went back after that and moved to Woodland Hills. And after Woodland Hills, I moved to Glendale. And my parents bought a house. And I was like in this canyon, and I had my own room for the first time. Uh huh. It was it was really cool. Red. But then my parents got divorced, and then we moved to Santa Monica to be close to my mom's work. Mm. And how old were you then? Uh, fifth grade. I I was eleven or so. Eleven. Yeah. How was that on you? Was that hard seeing your parents get divorced? Yeah, that was. I was really close to my dad, and then after they got divorced, he moved back to Finland. So. Oh, that was like a really tough for me. I struggled in middle school. Like I had to take on a lot of responsibility. I like had to watch my brother because my mom was working full time uh-huh. to like take care of us and, you know, keep us in Santa Monica in an apartment. Is that right around the same time that you found skateboarding? I found skateboarding later. So my parents got divorced in 2004 and we moved. Uh-huh. And then in 2007, I started skating. So for like middle school, I was just like still in arts and crafts and like yeah. just so you watching started my brother. skating when you were a teenager yeah i was like 14 years old 14 and that was you were in santa monica mm-hmm. what drew you to it uh my brother wanted to try it and so my mom took us both to the park and signed us up like in rented skateboards or did you already have them so we had skateboards that my dad bought us and when we we're in glendale we lived on a hill so we'd butt board down the hill <laughs> but neither of us had ever tried to stand up or like I don't know, like actually skateboard or use it to get around. It was more like this right. thing that we had that was in the corner. And then you went to the skate park and what saw people like doing this kind of unusual thing at the time for you, and you were like drawn to it. I mean, when my it's like my brother, he's he's the one who's like, I want to skate. This is cool or like whatever. He's the one that like had the had the initial draw, and then after going to the park it was like fun just to like mess around and like compete against my brother kind of yeah like because both of us didn't know what we were doing and i was like (laughs) okay who's gonna like do whatever first (laughs) like go down this bank and then after i don't know just that it was like the skate park's a cool place to go when i don't know like the other options were right like once you do your chores you can go to the library or you can go to the skate park yeah take the skate park every time i used to do the like library knitting club though knitting knitting club oh there's like activities and like monthly events so i'd always sign up for things what was your best knit job you do a blanket or a? have only done scarves scarf which is like the like beginner level that's the first thing, thing you do yeah I think my mom tried to do gloves when I was younger and she got really frustrated because it, you it's have to tech. Do, yeah, it's really tech for gloves. So what was the first board that you got? Like a real board? My first actual skateboard was an Element Tosh board. Tosh Townen? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember I was really hyped on it because the colors were like uh, green, blue, and like yellowy. And there's like bunnies on it. It was this like mirrored image. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that one. And I saw it at the skate shop and someone bought it. And so later on, I like found it online and had my mom buy it. And then I got blue grip for it. And then shortly after, I was like skating a karate class <laughs> at the elementary school. And I fell like turning the corner. And then my board went in the street and this car ran it over. 
Oh. And I was like crying because it was like my first real board. Oh, how long did that last? It was so short lived. It was brand new. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. And it was a big deal. My mom spent like, you know, $100 to put that thing together, which back then it was that like. That was a lot. Yeah. Literally a rocky start. Yeah. <laughs> like when you got more comfortable in skating and started realizing like who people were and stuff, who were some of like your early influences or people that you'd be like, you know, that person is fucking rad or, you know, whatever. I was mostly influenced by the people that come by the park. And at the time there was a really good scene because our park was like the biggest like transition park on the west side mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. And... Noho was like one of my favorite people to skate with. Super style. And then I remember like Steve Olson used to go by the Cove and like Rad, he's Bernie the O'Dowd used to go skate. He still skates the Cove and there's a bunch of local dudes, like all the SMA dudes. Yeah. Like maybe Jesse Martinez? I wouldn't see him so much. Like he was like a face that'd come like roll around every so often. Uh huh. But like as what? far as people that like would come by the park like maybe weekly or every other week. Like, Those were the guys? Yeah. Okay. And then do you remember, like, what one of your first, like, tricks were on a skateboard that you were like, whoa. When I first learned Smith Grinds, I was, like, really shocked because I was like, I, th I thought only good people could do this trick. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was, like, really hard. Yeah. Where and did you learn it? I learned it in, um, in the, the small bowl. Like, uh, kind of by the street course, street flow course. Uh-huh. And I did on the flat metal? wall. Co yeah, metal coping. Okay, yeah. Rad. The pool at that park is pretty hard to skate. It's, they kind of messed up when they made it. The waterfall, like, or the shallow end is kind of sloped down. So it's like a double waterfall. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And, I don't know. It's, it's a really good bowl, but it's, I'm spoiled now that I'm <laughs> in San Diego. Yeah. But I really, I really started like getting into skating when I started skating combi. Oh, okay. Like that's when I started learning tricks. Cause before then I was like in Santa Monica, I would just like carve and I'd be like, oh, I just like carving. Carving's my favorite trick. Yeah. Your first backside air, it wasn't at the combi, was it? Mm, no, it was probably at the cove. At it the took me a while to learn backside airs. That was a struggle. What was your first air? I want to say a frontside air. Frontside air. And I think I asked Alicia how to do it because I met her at this kid Shane O'Borland's 10th birthday party. <laughs> Rad. And it was cool to watch Alicia because she was so good. And like, I sucked. She was eons better than me. And I was like asking her, like, how do you, how do you frontside air? And then she's like, you just kick, turn, grab and jump. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, it's just that. And I started trying. Is she like, she's a year or two younger than you or? No, she's like she's like four years younger than me. Four, okay. Yeah, she was like probably eleven or so when I met her. And she and she was doing airs. Yeah, no, she was she was good, and she's been good for like a really long time. I know. Damn. It's like oh. Osiris days. She has like a Children of the Revolution part, and she's like riffing in that. Oh shit. Or H Street. So she was a heavy influence in the early days for sure. Right? Actually, I met you through Alicia, I believe. Uh, like, uh, did I meet you at, like, Huntington? Huntington. I've definitely seen you before, but I didn't meet you till later. I feel like the first time that I really considered that we met, because I'd seen you around, but I kind of think it was at the Berkeley Vert Ramp. This one day where you and Alicia were going there, and then I came out. It was the first time that I, like, shot photos and filmed with you where we, like, kind of planned to do it. Like, I had filmed you at chili bowl and stuff before but that day was that day that i made that um little video that's like doot, 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 and you guys are climbing up the stairs and it was like uh bye felicia bye felicia <laughs> and it's you and alicia um skating was that was the first day i think that i filmed with you guys i yeah. don't know my memory is fuzzy yeah mine too <laughs> definitely so talk about the chili bowls. What was the first one that you went to? Did you go to any of the Crocker ones or was Petrero the first one? Petrero was the first one. Uh-huh. And like to this day, those are still my favorite contests that I've been to. They are so cool. Yeah, it's it was a mess. And I just remember go, like going up there to that event. It was just very, 
don't know, it was just so focused about the skating and it was like really heavy like the sessions were really like gnarly yeah, deathmatch style and the vibe there was like really cool because no one was doing it because like everyone just goes there because they like, they love skating and they're just yeah. like kind of wanted to party and right i don't know it was just a good times thing it was like there was some prizes but there was not like some big money purse or anything to draw people but people still came kind of like a respect thing like if you were at chili bowl and you did well like it was kind of like whispered about oh yeah that's true yeah which one was the first one you went to do you remember the year um i'd have to look it up honestly mm, okay what was the last year it was the year before the last year because I, I only went to two of them okay. and then it ended i don't know maybe 2013 or 14 i don't know um what's your fondness with petrol you kind of have a big like you really love petrol skate park that's my fa- like i love the deep end there it's just like that bowl's my favorite the way it's made uh-huh i think dreamland like they do their work's really cool yeah the deep end it's not big it's nine feet which for a pool is on the smaller side with vert uh-huh and that thing you can blast in and it just it feels really good and it's like you can go there with like a ton of speed and not kind of not be afraid you're gonna get ruined yeah I love it. We, I mean, I've been to that park more than any other park, but you don't really live near there, and it seems like you try to get yourself there as much as you can, which is really cool. Yeah. All right. How often do you get a boba tea? Nowadays, I if I'm home, I'll probably get it at least a couple times a week, uh-huh. or maybe like twice. Axel's super into him now. I think he might like boba tea more than I do. No way. <laughs> I've kind of beat a dead horse with boba tea. I, I love it still, and I'm like, I will not turn it down. Yeah. But I, I definitely know, like, I've totally gone crazy with them, and, like, now I don't want to feel like, I don't know, like a psycho person. Because, like, I, now I have caffeine, and I'm just like, ah, and I, like, totally feel crazy. I have to monitor mine, too. We call it, when you get a little too caffeinated, we call it going squirrel. Because there's this squirrel coffee that's, like, a little extra strong. And you just start, like, you can, you're almost shaking. And and so that's, like, when you're, like, you're, like, oh, no, you're going squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's totally me and caffeine. Um, We got a phone call. Uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Darren Navrette. Uh, I got a question for uh, Lizzie. Uh, I know that she's often referred to as Medusa. So I was just wondering if there was any connection in her um, her love for Bulba. Is that as in Bulba Constrictor? Is there any, does that have anything to do with anything? Yeah, it does actually. He's, he's on to something. Oh, really? Yeah, I, um, when I was younger, my dad, he bought me a python. I actually had a ball python. But that's in the same family as, like, a boa. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Darren. Yeah. Um, He's found me out. How'd you get the nickname Medusa? Darren. He, like... Was it, like, when your hair was just, like, going wild or something? And Remember we had that one photo where your hair was, like, going all kind of crazy? I feel like Darren just, like, came up with it. Mm. There was, like, one session where it was just, like, Medusa. And what's his one for Alicia? Oh, Garbanzo. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love Darren's the best. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's talk about the filming of this Thrasher video that you and I did. Let's do it. What were some of the highlights? The highlights. I really enjoyed that session on my birthday when we skated the backyard ramp. At, or I was living at Brighton's house. Uh-huh. And then I ended up getting, we were just skating, and I remember I was wearing a co- this Kazu hat. Oh, I, yeah. That's like my friend who's a snowboarder. And yeah. then I was trying the gap to back lip over the channel. And then on that day, I made it. And then later that night, we went and got Thai food at oh. the best spot. Oh, yeah. 
tie one on, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. And that was that the same day we went to Encinitas Park, too? Did we get a front feeble, too? Yeah. Yeah, and we saw Andy. Yeah, Andy McDonald was there. You did front feeble. And I, because I remember that hat the whole day, I was just talking about that hat. I was like, what is that hat? It was like, Kwazu, was it? Kazu. Kazu, he's a famous snowboarder. In yeah. Japan. Yeah, and I was like, Kazu, come on, front <laughs> feeble. <laughs> yeah, that was such a good day. Fuck yeah. The Taiwan on is the, that's my favorite Thai food. It's so good. Every time it's I come down to uh, Jerobo's, he lives in Escondido. I try to make time to go. That's in Vista, right? Yeah. Yeah, I try to go down 78 or 76, whatever it is. I really liked the day that, I think this is how it worked, but my memory is not perfect. I feel like you and I drove separately. We went to Chino Hills and met, and it was raining. And then somehow we skated the park, and you did the Alley Oop 360 off the um high part into the little thingamajig yeah that that was super cool i remember when you did that i was like okay because we had a bunch of stuff but that to me kind of seemed like whoa this is really rad now and we did the little follow line and then the other one was the sacramento blunt slide where you fucking ate shit trying it and I don't know if we went two or three times, but we definitely went more than once because the first time you slid out and I was like, that was one of the gnarliest slams I've ever seen you take. And then I was sick on one of those days, too. I was like, what do we, I was like, we're just going to go freezing in Sacramento. But we th- we were pretty much on deadline. Like we knew we wanted the video part to come out like really soon. And then the next time we're like, OK, we're going to do it. We're going we were driving up there. I forget if Griffin was with us on that trip or not, but I'm pretty sure Griffin and Alicia, maybe. I'm not sure. I forget. But anyway, we pull up at the spot. Uh, whose house is that? Catherine's. Yeah, Catherine. And we are not even closing the door. We just got out of the car. We're not even closing the door. And all of a sudden you hear big, loud Jason Richardson. <laughs> Blood and i seriously didn't even want to grab my camera i was just like oh my god we're fucking bumming right now (laughs) and then it actually worked out it did i was (laughs) i remember i called grosso and i was like i I like call like i was like phone a friend i was like i need some advice (laughs) because it was it was it was such a mission and i remember like it was kind of like heavy like in the car because i was like we're just going up to the ramp to just film this one trick and you can kind of go into like a weird place in your head like yeah. so easy and then a lot of pressure like everyone that was there at the ramp that day they all knew like it's like they just showed up to have popcorn and like watch me try blunt slides yeah and i was kind of heavy because it was like it wasn't a regular session it was like was yeah. just gonna try blunt slides you can do it yeah. try it again yeah that's why i drove all the way up here i am gonna try it again Please just let me skate. He's yeah. really sweet. No, he just—he is a he good guy. So but he has that reputation as being that guy, so it's not. Nobody is surprised. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was like, I just have to. Ke- I have to make this so I can like make it stuff. Because it's almost like the voice in my head gets overpowered by just hearing him yell. Like right. I can't focus anymore. Sometimes, no, I like know. it's. I don't know. But he's just stoked. And I know it wasn't like coming from a bad place. It was just like, oh my God, I need to make this before I freak out. But that was pretty much the nail in the part. Like that was like celebration. Whatever we do after this is just whipped cream because we got this and that was so sick. Then on the 24th hour, we're at the bird ramp and uh, it was like probably like getting close to midnight. And that was the last day. It was like, okay, we're going to just try this kickflip indie. And uh, if I make it cool, if not, I'm filming another video part. So I'll get it hopefully eventually. And you put in so much work and like came so close. So many like feet on it to zoom out. And then I was like, ugh. Was that tough or did did you kind of feel satisfied with you knew you already had a bunch of stuff and you had a future project so you kind of were like okay i got this or did 
I mean, you put it in 150%, so no one could say different on that. I feel like you always want something to be, like, the ultimate best that it could be. Like, so it's hard to just, like, let go and just say I'm putting this out. But with video parts, like, I don't know. It, it was also my first video part, so I was like, okay, I, just, I have to, like, let this go and start focusing on the other one. Yeah. Because that was a heavy year because I was like, okay, I'm going to try to do two video parts, and I've never even done one. Yeah. And there, the overlap was like a lot, and I felt I felt kind of bad about having my birdhouse part being like mixed. Mm. Like it ended up being enough to like call it my like my part, but yeah. I felt like I don't know, especially after the other one coming out, like it didn't top it, but I did feel like it it, it held its own, uh-huh. in my opinion. Yeah, but I felt bad because I wanted. I, I don't, it's always cool when you can build off something, yeah. like, even more. But you can only do what you can do. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, the part where it's, like, you kind of just have to, like, call it when when it's time. Right. And that's that's Good. a hard thing to do. Yeah. No, I know. That was really an experience for me. Like, to, like, first of all, just getting to be with you that much and film your first part and watching how you handled yourself and all that stuff was amazing finishing it and actually finishing it because like who knows when you start something if you're gonna finish it and then getting to the point where you're like no we're gonna finish this it's coming together sick and then putting it out and seeing the response i was just like fuck yeah forever no one could ever take this from me call me what you want but this moment is a highlight for sure and so i was super stoked on that and then Jason and you put together the birdhouse part eight months or how we, soon we after put, was that? We put out the thing in March or the Thrasher video in March. And then in September, Saturdays came out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was like six months. Yeah. Which <laughs> is like no time. Yeah. Even though I went on all the birdhouse trips, but it was it was really hard to film on the birdhouse trips because There's we'd be at street mission. spots all day. And mm-hmm. so... It wasn't till towards the end we realized it was like, okay, I'll wake up early and go to the park and like shoot my stuff and then just be in the van all day like, yeah. I don't know, like cheering on the, the boys. and Yeah, that is tough. I know that's, and it's not a girl thing. It's kind of a transition skater thing. Like I know friends that are on the same boat where it's like, dude, I had to get up early before the street guys and go fuck into this ramp or this park, skate at like eight in the morning and get my shit and then get back to the hotel. And and a lot of times you're kind of skating by yourself. Yeah. Which is really difficult to do a lot of times when you need somebody to pick, lift you up and be like, get you fired up. I mean, luckily, like, I feel like Jason's really cool to film with and he's like, he's so serious about what he does that like you kind of like put yourself in the same position like Mm. and try to match it but then also like having Aaron on the team like he is like the biggest cheerleader that I know like shout out to Jaws shout out he'll go skate like with every person on the team he'll go skate with them if they're trying to film like a trick no matter whether he like likes the spot or like actually wants to get a trick himself like he'll just go skate with somebody to like make sure they're not like on their own he's the best i love aaron so much he said he'd do the loop like the one day yeah we were skating he's like if you wanted me to do the loop then keep skating with you i would have but right. there was like a time where he's like are you good to like just keep going on your own and i was like yeah i got this and then he was just up on the rolling with me the whole time which was so awesome like the support from that was i was like so <laughs> blown away by yeah talk a little bit about the loop so you're the first girl to ever do the loop tony has a loop or he rents he has it he has it and he just pulls it out into the drive or the parking lot yeah so for boom boom huck jam that's what it was set up for okay and they used to do that every night really yeah every show like that was a part of the show that that like a couple dudes would just go do the loop okay and tony had asked me before about doing the loop I was always kind of like, uh, I'll like, I'll let you know when I see it, but don't bring it out for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not that down. I'm yeah. down to go look at it and then decide. Right. And he was like telling me like, you know, the people that do the loop are like, they know, like they have this thing. And I was like, I don't know. And I don't <laughs> have that thing. But when he like made the date, 
I was like, okay, I'll go. And I like skated the practice the day before and I was like, okay, I just have to like go up there and try it once and like just go into the pads. It's like a, a roll into like six foot like feet of pads, you know? And that's scary because you like people eat shit just trying it going into the pads. Yeah. And once I did that, I was like, okay, I can kind of get used to that. Like kept kind of just trying, but wasn't sticking to the wall. The next day, same thing happened. And then they had the VR event. What's the VR? So virtual reality was like, it was like they're had a bunch of cameras and they're filming it. And there was like Tony and Corbin announcing there was a crowd there was like 20 people trying to skate it at like you know in line oh man like it was there was every distraction yeah there i don't know that you could think of like it was just pretty it was a crazy scene and i was like okay i'm just gonna try to figure out how to do this like gnarly thing but two of the dudes like they learned how they like did it riley slammed he almost had it though sean hale slammed he almost had it as well basically the dudes that were ready to go like everyone else like had to just stop trying because they were going to start taking away pads uh-huh. and then they made it the event was like done and kind of people like dispersed and then it was probably like an like 45 minutes later i was like okay like let's are we skating it like is it cool did i go and then the people that like set it up were like they're ready to take it down uh-huh and then tony like told them i i wasn't there for this but tony was like Lizzie's skating the loop. Like, I don't care if, like, the paramedics have to go or not. Like, she's <laughs> skating it. Wow. So you kind of skated it by yourself? No, there was a couple dudes that were, like, trying. Like, Chris Reeves was there. I think Alec Beck was, like, trying to skate it again. And, like, a handful the, of people. What was the first attempt? Like, pads, right? Yeah. So I've been just going into the pads. And I was, like, freaked out about that, too. Like, how high up, like, would you get on the... Are you up at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, upside down? Yeah, probably like past like 9 or 10. Okay, so you'd go up and then kind of 10 or 11, 10 or 11, and then just like kind of go off Uh into like flip. And then after a few, you actually just go kind of around in into the pads. No, it wasn't until like Sean Hale was like, "You you really don't do anything. Like you don't pump at all." And I was like not even to get into it like you don't like pump and then hold uh-huh and he's like no, no no you do you do nothing and so i was like okay i'll try it and then i like just held my leg like i just locked my legs basically like in the standing position on yeah. the skateboard and i stuck to the wall and i was like oh my god fuck <laughs> like that was the scariest point then i was like okay i have a shot at this am i gonna do it or i should just stop now Right. Because if I'm not, like, if I'm not going to do any, like, there's no point in keeping going. Uh-huh. And so then, it's like, we're doing this. It's happening. And then I would do it a couple times, like, in, until I was, like, all the way into the pads, like, rolling as far as I could. Yeah. And then we'd take a pad down. And oh, then okay. basically, like, calculated, like, worked our, my way down <sighs> until I was, I was doing the loop. And then I was, like, rolling into a pad all the way around. So, like probably would have done that if the pad wasn't there feeling confident okay let's get the pad out of there i'm gonna do it yeah and then at that point i was like okay the pad's out and then aaron's like up on the roll and he's just like this is same as before and i was like same as before and then i just like went and then that one i like knee slid at 12 o'clock the first one oh and i was like fine so i was like okay i didn't know i knee slid i just bailed and i was like oh my god okay i'm yeah. fine i'm getting back up there uh-huh. and i was like just run back up there and get ready to go again so there's like no time to think like i was just like so far down in tunnel vision okay and then did it again and then i think i I like i made that one the second one i made it and like five feet after the loop i leaned back and i like fell off my board Uh uh-huh and everyone ran over to me and was like oh my god lizzie you did it and i was like kind of like that doesn't count but i'm like i'm not on the other side of the parking lot yeah I don't know. And then they're like, oh, you're going to keep going? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to do it for real. And then everyone's like, go, 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 go. And I'm like running to the thing. And then I start like go again. And I like lean forward and I lean back. Like you still fall hard when you do that. Yeah. Like I pinched one of the times after that. I like on the sixth try or so, I like made it. And I was like across the parking lot. And I was just like, my mind just like blank like i was like oh my god it's done i like look back and i finally like look at the thing and i'm like it's over like i did it so sick 
How many people were there about watching? Like Not 20 a, or? Maybe, I think. I was like, I was so in another world. Okay. I remember. Um, but the, the story goes that. Most of the people had left. Most of the people left, so it actually didn't get filmed by one real camera, right? It was just only iPhone footage. Yeah, so n- that day it was like a VR event, and right. then no one else was just like f- like filming. I don't even like calling people up to go film because that means I'm going to do something. Much, like that's yeah, like I get it. You know, it's in your head, and so when this was happening, it was just like no one wanted to leave my friend told me he's like i thought about getting a camera but you were like about to do it and if i missed it i like i didn't even miss the whole thing yeah yeah wow that's a tough place to be in and it's not like hey can you wait 35 minutes (laughs) like you're like ready to do it like there's no like time out i gotta go get my camera yeah you (laughs) don't want to be that person to like mess up your flow Uh uh-huh Especially on that, I knew going into it, it was like, I'm either going to make this, otherwise I'm going to slam, and I don't know if I'll, like, be able to try it again. And have you seen some of the hellacious slams that have, like, like Brian Schaefer, like, people getting carried out on gurneys from trying it before, like, really good skateboarders? I purposely didn't look at all those videos, because I knew that if I had that in my head, that would freak me out. Like, when I was skating it, I was thinking, like, there's only one way. Yeah. The only thing that can happen is that you're going to make it. Like, I tried to, like, rule out every other possibility. Yeah. Wow, that's so big. And when you're doing something like that and even other things in your skateboarding career, is any of it driven by being the first girl or is it just you want to do it? It's not. I don't know. There's no, like, real reward in being the first girl. Uh I feel like it's almost like... People outside of skateboarding see it as, like, a huge thing. But I think in skating, it's, like, people have done it before. And I feel like that's made it so much easier for me to try things. Right. Because it is, you know it can be done. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Like, when I talk to other women and, like, girls, it's, like, yeah, it's totally different. And, like, like you feel different about things. But I don't know. I feel like the people that I want to impress or, like, look up to or, like, the people that I hold high, like... Whether I'm a boy or a girl, like, I just want them to respect me as a person. And yeah. that's my motivation. That's funny. That's how it works for me, too. It's like, I don't really care what the mass think. I care about what my peers think. Like, what, like a Peter Hewitt calling me and saying, dude, I saw that video. It was rad. Is better than a million views to me. You know, it's like my peer, like, taking time to say, dude that shit was rad is like ooh, cool i'm doing something yeah right. like your day's made like it's when validated. you get yeah like a million views is never gonna like yeah who gonna give you a smile all day who are these uh robots that are just click 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 you've got the privilege to travel and be a part of tony hawk's world what's like one of the best like tony hawk treatment trips you've been on like what's one of the raddest spots and like kind of living above normal you know getting the five-star birdman treatment i feel like the coolest trip was when we were with the whole team in europe which was the first real like trip with the team that i was on it was just crazy because you know we're with the whole team and then we're staying at like nice hotels like the craziest place i ever stayed mm-hmm. was on that trip in bath like england uh-huh. and we stayed in this like hotel that was over like a grand a night and then there's like our crew rolling in looking like like we just came off the street like i don't know we were like grubby and stuff and i'm sure the people that were working there were like these people are like i don't know if they're they know that this isn't this is this is not their place you get to just smile even bigger like yes it is my place sorry about you what is it like traveling with the boys? Like, do you get your own room? Have Do you have to share with them on normal trips? Like, non-Tony trips? Yeah, I get my own room. You get Except your own? Except there was, like, one time we were, like, traveling. And then we were booked at, like, the, like, this hotel that the reception wasn't open. And then the hotel was just, like, in the sketchiest place. That mm. So we were, like, we're skipping this. And then we, like, ended up, like, getting half the amount of rooms where... As before as that hotel and so we were all crammed did it take a while to acclimate to traveling with those guys like being in the van and just stinky and just probably 
bat different type of conversations happening around you and uh i mean the europe trip was the first trip and that was like two weeks oh so by the end of that trip i was like close to, i felt close to everyone like i could travel with them yeah and then all the other trips like it was just like the band was back together and when tony's on the team trips it's so cool like i feel like everyone is so pumped it's kind of, like i feel like we're like the justice league like you know and everyone assembles so it's like <laughs> we're a superpower how sick that's a good way to put that yeah because tony is so tony's obviously really respected in the skateboard community but he's recognized worldwide like even if you're not really in touch with skateboarding you probably know who tony hawk is yeah you know so like that must be really cool talk about the thrasher cover because i didn't get to be at that one but there was a surprise uh how come you weren't there i never got to know i don't really remember i almost feel like it happened like super quick i think that mike was shooting an interview with you and he went out and shot a bunch of photos within like one week and it was kind of the same week the mag was coming out like they were putting it together on the fly almost and then he got that shot and he was like cover and then it went out to press and they got an advanced copy it just all happened really quick and i think that i was maybe on a trip or something i don't know that was weird yeah i was bummed like actually yeah you know what i think i was at vancouver i might have been at the vancouver uh vans park series or something I, i don't remember exactly but i remember i was doing something i was like watching it on instagram kind of just like damn that would have been fun to be at but how did it go down it was like they they it was on a wednesday so it was like totally like weekday only like certain people made it yeah and it was definitely last minute and they pretended that it was like a van shoot or no it was like supposed to be tony's intro part tony hawk for the saturday's video oh right and so i was like okay cool sure i was hurt like i slammed the week before maybe it was like two days before I went to Rusty's and I did an invert and then I like locked my arm and then I flung myself to flat like head first or like to the sh- to the bottom. I like barely landed on transition. Oh. And I was just like, I was like, I'm beat. And then they had this thing going on. And I was like, okay, I'll show up. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, they're probably going to like if the whole team's going like, I don't know, like if everyone's going to be on time, I'll just kind of show up whenever. Yeah. I'm not trying to skate. And I got there and then I was like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta do something. Right. So I started skating and I slammed, I slammed like the first run and I slammed like the run after that. I slammed like three times. Oh. Maybe two. I was basically like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm calling it. I'm yeah. going to go like take a seat and I went to go get ice and then someone was like, oh no, 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 just sit down. I'll go grab it. And I was like, okay. And then I just sat at the bottom of like the ramp with Tony's wife and... And then, like, a couple minutes later, Jeff, like, falls. And then Tony's all like, like, are you okay? Everyone's like, are you okay, Jeff? And I was like, no, he doesn't, like, want to hear that. Like, like you know how when someone falls, sometimes you just yeah. got to let him be? And it's like, Jeff, it's like, he needs his time. Uh-huh. And so I was like, ooh, people shouldn't be saying that. And yeah. then, then he comes over and, like, gives me the mag. And I'm just like, is this photoshopped? Like, is this real? After, like, a sec, like, a minute later it's like tony's coming around with the board and i'm just like oh my mo- and then my mom's showing up like from behind me right that was your um pro board also yeah it right. was just like total ambush so sick yeah i have your board on my wall that's the uh octopus, octopus graphic with like um, a teacup a teacup yeah exactly. it's like octopus so cool jeff's been a really big influence like he's helped kind of give you a lot of advice on this journey and stuff right yeah he's like if i ever am like trying to figure out like a thing or like what's more important or i just need advice like yeah he's been really cool to just like be a soundboard Uh uh-huh and he's like been through a lot of this stuff and it's cool to hear his so what was his advice on the olympics on the olympics yeah i know that was really hard choice for you to figure this whole thing out right yeah i was struggling to figure out if i was going to go for the u.s or finland right because i have that option yeah i remember before telling him my like my what i was like thinking about and the reasons he's like it's like thinking like just go for u.s go for u.s and then once i told him everything like how how i saw things Uh he was like 
no matter what you pick, you'll be good. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, go Finland. Cool. And how's that? How's that? What's going on with that? Did you have to go to Finland and like meet some people there? And like, is there a uniform discussion? Like, how far along is that? Or is it not even there yet? Uh, it's not there yet with like uniforms and stuff. But I've met the people at the Finnish Olympic Committee and everyone's super supportive and just the amount of conversations and like excitement uh-huh. that I've already like kind of been welcomed has been amazing right well it's gonna be a crazy interesting time in skateboarding like first olympics for skateboarding there's drug testing going on at some of these contests already i heard some people might be suspended already before it's even started like there's definitely a lot of drama involved like good or bad there's definitely opinions people definitely have their opinions on it um i think it's gonna be like if somebody was like gonna fly me out to film it i'm I'm down like that would be i think it'd be really cool to be a part of it to check it out and and then decide you know like get the first one under your belt and say that was a shit show or like no this is this is cool you know but we can't know until we do it we don't know what we don't know yeah, and I think a lot of people are just like have opinions because they're and they're afraid. Yeah, because it's so easy to imagine it being not good or yeah. like it totally could be a mess. But no. I feel like the more skateboarders are involved and like continue to like hold on to skateboarding and say like we define what skateboarding is. Right. Like the brighter like future for skateboarding there will be uh-huh and like then like it's important like the next generations like you know realize its history and like yeah appreciate like you know just give respect sure which is like what the olympics is gonna do it's gonna open skateboarding up to the world and i think it's we're gonna see i like I don't know, i'm excited because i feel like there'll be the next generation is gonna be so different and Maybe there will be, like, crazy, like, new, like, awesome people to watch skate. Yeah. I mean, I, it's already, like, I've been filming, like I said, I've been filming the girls' uh, fans park series and the combi contest for at least five years now or something. And definitely from the time I started till now, like, I'm seeing, like, crazy progression. You know, like, it used to be you and a handful of other people and then a bunch of people that could barely scratch grind. And it'd be like, what are those people doing in the same contest? It's like, there's nobody else good. And now it's like a lot of people are good. Yeah. And the AM divisions are heated. Yeah. Like like the little, there's like AM girls throwing fives. Like legit. Like Ruby girl. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Another, I think she's 10 or 11 or nine or something. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I don't know what kind of acai they're eating down here, but uh, it is good, I think. So who are your sponsors? Give us some shout outs to some of the people that have been like your friends, your family, your sponsors, anybody that you want to recognize. My mom and my stepdad, they've been awesome. My family's been super supportive of everything. Mm -hmm. And my friends, of course, can't name them all, but like Jeff, Alicia, Griffin, (laughs) um, Schmitty. What about the um, Lizzie Crusher? Yeah, Axel. He's like the number one. He's a given. Can we say his last name? Axel Kreisbergs. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Because I can't do it. I'm like Kreisbergs. If you hear it like from him and his like it's like Flemish accent, Uh he'll like he'll be able to say it good. He's like Axel Kreisbergs. Axel's from what country? He's from Belgium. Belgium. And you've been back there and met his family and and everything, right? Yeah, I've been a bunch in the past two years. Rad. You guys met in Copenhagen. Yeah. Okay, and that was. How long ago is that now? Three years? Two years ago. Two years ago. And Axel's like the most beautiful man alive for his age group. Um, and a great skateboarder and probably one of the nicest guys. So it's like the total package. Yeah, he's awesome. He's like, he's so amped and he can skate everything. Yeah. And he's like really supportive of like all the stuff I have going. And there's times where like, I don't know, like he keeps up with me and i don't know i definitely 
applaud him on like being patient with me and our schedules are like totally opposite and we do we have different sponsors and like Mm -hmm. you know i'm going one way and then he's going the other right and like he's filming a video part two and like you go it's cool to watch his process like i feel like i've learned so much from like just being around him and like seeing like how he like does his walk right oh cool has he helped influence street lizzie at all yeah i feel like now the types of parks we go to it's like there's something for both of us whereas before i just wanted to skate the biggest gnarliest bowl Uh huh. <laughs> and like now we'll go do like session on the street and then session the bowl and now i'm like let's skate street first and he's like no no, no let's skate the bowl first that's so cool yeah i love your guys dynamic like he would come to the vert ramp at tony's when we were filming you and super supportive and then go to the parks and skate with you like and I didn't really know he could skate transitions. And then I got to talk to him about like his whole growing up and stuff. And like he's skating everything and it's really sick to watch. Yeah. Like there's no like switch. It's just like skateboarding. Right. Like it's crazy to like see because in my head it's like there's all these genres of skateboarding. But I feel like he's just so talented that it's just like he just amp. Like if he sees good skateboarding, he's hyped. Right. Not that I'm not hyped when I see good skateboarding, but, like, he can just do it, I feel like. Well, I know that one of my most viewed Instagram posts, at least that I've paid attention to, was when you, me, and Alicia were in Sacramento, and we went to this, or no, it was Napa, and we went to this shitty skate park that had, like, a... It's the old Napa skate park for any of you that have been out there, like Billy Pepper used to skate. And uh, there's this small little flat... Uh, bar and you and Alicia were Ollie 50 50 in it and I filmed it and I put it on Instagram and people loved it like it was like I don't get as many views as most people but on that one I was like I'm up with the big dogs like I got so many views and I I, I don't know I think it's cool like when you did the rock and roll in your part at the uh at that wall in Sacramento where you get towed in and the like people love to see like they love to see your stale fishes obviously and your inverts and everything it's the same with Jason Jesse like when he like does a slappy people get hyped because they're like we love watching you skate vert you're great at it but when you do something outside your comfort zone you still bring that style to it and it's really cool to watch so something to think about I don't know I always dream of you and Axel having a doubles part for Thrasher. In my head, I've thought about doing a doubles part, thought about the idea, and I'm kind of afraid. I feel like maybe like our relationship would like be on the rocks after oh. like we're both in filming mode and we're like, the part has to be good or like That's trying to put point. the pressure on each other. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> Well, they're about to start this event. They actually are opening the gates at the Huntington Beach Skate Park um, where, yeah, they've made a reverse replica of the combi. They are opening it for one first session for females only. Uh, Vans is kind of killing it in the in that regards, right? Like they have like the girls contest. They, they're really supportive of girls. Yeah, and like even one of the things like the, last year they did the equal prize purse uh-huh. and they kept it up this year and i don't know they never bragged about it but then as we just saw like the surfing people like they just like did a whole campaign on it no so way. i don't know vans has definitely been like a leader yeah and they've like the combi contest has been around forever like they gave the girls their own event in 2010 right. and ever since they've been adding more like women's events and like I got like they support me and now they're expanding to like more girls and they're definitely leading the way mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah hopefully people other people are gonna see it and do similar actions yeah uh, one last question for you do you think the 540 is in your future could be my future is it important to you yeah I want to start trying fives it's just it's it's also one of those tricks that hangs over my head I've had I've had anxiety dreams about him uh-huh. that I was making them. And I was like upset because I'm like, I'm lying to myself. <laughs> like I woke up like sweating, like about to be in a panic attack. Wow. 
How cool. Okay. Well, let's go in the um, park and check out this combi, and uh, maybe I'll do a little gardening tutorial with you. Yeah, we're, we'll do. Uh, I'm doing a gardening workshop today, so. What's the name of this project that's coming out actually for vans? This is the we're releasing the Vanguard campaign, and this is like uh, an event that's going along with it. And there's going to be events all over, and they're continuing. They're also, I think, they're still doing like girls' clinics, like skate lessons type things for like anyone who wants to like have a hand at skating. Well, awesome. Um, I know this wasn't your first podcast and i know it won't be your last interview but i really appreciate you taking the time out and uh catching up it's always good to see you thanks Schmitty. i appreciate it all right uh tune back in next week and if you like what you hear hit subscribe and i don't ask for any money or anything if you want to send me some i'm not going to refuse it but what i would ask is if you can go to the itunes thing and hit the review five star it helps me a lot Big love to everybody, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please subscribe now on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, one of the best ways to show some love is to write up a review. I always appreciate to hear your thoughts and detailed reviews are the best way for people to discover us. Also, a big shout out to our executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it!